0: Hungry for variety? HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with over 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. Get 50% off plus free shipping on your first box with code MLM50 at hellofresh.com MLM50. Are you looking to get in shape and don't know where to start? Well, Dr. Andreas Michaelides joins me now with his solution, his book, The Noom Mindset, Learn the Science, Lose... Over the the years, we've seen a plethora of diet companies and apps break their necks trying to convince society that they have changed their ways. They weren't going to be a part of that pesky diet culture anymore. And now they were simply about intuitive eating and changing your relationship with food. You know the same horrible relationship with food many people developed after using the same apps that developed point systems for potato chips and encouraged you to track your food down to every stick of gum. You won't believe this, (laughs) but I lost 108 pounds using Noom. And yes, I'm looking at you, Weight Watchers and my fitness pal. But in 2016, a new app came to town—one without the vexing history of scandal and knew how to market to the masses. Noom. This app promised to teach about the psychology behind your eating habits. Why do you need to eat that entire bag of chips while watching the TV? Noom knows. They know you better than you know yourself. And for the insane price of $59 a month, they'll let you in on the secrets to your own psyche. But for an app that claims to be anti-diet, they seem to share a lot of similarities to these typical crappy diet apps. Foods are still rated on how good they are. It's just this time they're rated with a traffic light analogy, assigning just colors to each one. So we're basically doing a point system. It's just designed in a kindergarten classroom type way. And hey, maybe that does work for you, but maybe it doesn't. You could give it a try with a free trial that's easy to cancel. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me take a look at my notes. Nope, they actually got sued for people not being able to cancel their app. So maybe you can't do that part. For an app that claims to be all about its consumers, they sure seem to have a lot of criticism. At least they have science to back it up, right? Well, kind of. If you squint your eyes and only give them a passing glance, perhaps so. Maybe there is a little more going on with that next big diet or not a diet app than meets the eye. So grab your magnifying glasses because we're getting up close and personal with dieting apps on today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. Uh, change behavior uh, so that they can find meaningful success uh, in uh, a healthy lifestyle. Um, And the new mindset is our uh, our book. I mean, after 14 years of working on the product, we decided to write down some of our philosophy and put it out there. When it comes to losing weight, it's psychological. That's how Noom ends an ad where a man suddenly finds out from the incredible Noom app that he's been conditioned since childhood to finish all of the food on his plate. I'm sure we've all heard of the clean plate club and I don't really need an app to tell me that parents force their kids to eat every single piece of food on their plate in front of them, but okay. While I'm sure Noom thought this little commercial was harmless and a great advertisement for their non-diet app, people certainly saw it a little differently. One Twitter user wrote, Every Noom ad is like, we're not a diet, we're an eating disorder. Smiley face. And sure, maybe that does sound just a hair harsh, but the logic kind of checks out. When you bring people in with a promise to work on their dietary and mental needs by saying that you run your program with psychology, then you have a certain obligation to acknowledge that disordered eating does exist. And if that's something that Noom has considered, I wouldn't know. Noom's website promises that they can change your mind around food by using a psychology-based approach that helps you change the way you think and feel about eating. There is a special emphasis on emotions, thoughts, and feelings around food. But if they are attempting to change the narrative around how you think about food, then why are they still ranking food as good and bad? The concept behind intuitive eating is meant to completely erase the whole good and bad way of thinking around the concept of how you enjoy your meals and it's actually supposed to like rip you away from diet culture altogether. Unfortunately, they haven't seemed to gotten that memo. See, when you first open the app, it's a promising experience. Unlike MyFitnessPal, you're not bombarded with numbers. You instead head to a psychology lesson, but all the pretty colors don't change the fact that Noom is still focused on its users keeping a caloric deficit, even if they claim to be different from the others. One person who tried the app for the Seattle Times noticed on their food tracker that they were only allowed 1,200 calories a day. And for the record, 1,200 calories a day is what a toddler needs every day, not a grown-ass human. Another woman said that she started out on 1,400 calories a day, still not nearly enough food. And Noom claims that they were there to change a relationship with food and do away with the calorie counting, but has consistently been criticized just like other similar apps. And yet here we are severely limiting calories all the same. And yet they're saying that they aren't a diet. A limitation of 1200 calories a day is most certainly a diet and a rather restrictive one at that. It most certainly is not sustainable, which is meant to be the whole point of Noom, which is sustainability. Then there's the whole red light, green light approach to eating and that's pretty self-explanatory. Foods that have more water content and are less calorically dense are green foods. Feel free to have as many of those as you want. Don't give it a second thought. Foods that are denser in calories like oil and desserts are red. You can have them, but very, very, very rarely. For the record, peanut butter and full fat yogurt are also included on the bad list. And I'm sorry, but if I want peanut butter, I'm going to eat the peanut butter. It's literally peanut butter. This system isn't really like freedom, it's restriction. Changing your eating habits should be about balance, not about cutting out certain foods altogether. If you want a cupcake, eat the damn cupcake, because the reality is if you literally deprive yourself of XYZ food that you want for so long, you're actually more likely to like gorge upon it later on and literally just blow whatever diet you were trying to do completely out of the water. So moderation is key. You know, maybe throw some apples on the side if you're hungry, but like telling people that certain foods are red just lends itself to everything wrong with diet culture. People restrict themselves so much that they end up binge eating and they feel bad about it. And then they start the whole cycle again. And just an opinion here, but I think that the diet industry as a whole really enjoys people who are stuck in this cyclical cycle because it's what keeps people buying more diet products, diet foods, diet programs, whatever, and that's ultimately what keeps the industry making money. It's absolutely maddening and terrible for your mental health. So you would think that an app supposedly based on psychology would know this. Noom does claim that they restrict people who have been diagnosed with eating disorders from joining the app. Though I looked and if you do select yes, when asked about an eating disorder, you can simply change it to no and then continue. But what about all the people who haven't been diagnosed? A lot of us have a fucked up relationship with food and have been told we can only eat 1200 calories and that certain foods are red. And that doesn't help with the situation. It just makes things worse. Still, the app brings you in with the promise that they are different. They use language like progress, not perfection, and claim that healthy behavior means you don't need permission to eat, but then they rank food with a traffic light, make it make sense. And truthfully, their biggest selling point is the psychology of the app, but the articles you receive every day aren't much to get excited about, and the quizzes have left a bad taste in people's mouths, including mine. One of the first quizzes asks, what's the best way to reach your weight loss goals with Noom, to which the proper response was simply believe. And something about that feels extremely multi-level marketing to me. Like, how can you make the most money? Believe in yourself, boss babe. It, it's just giving vibes that are wrong and it, it's just giving MLM vibes and it just feels, just feels wrong. It's pretty simple for people to take that answer and twist it against their customers or their suppliers in case of an MLM. Like, oh, you aren't making money? You just aren't believing enough. Oh, you aren't losing any weight? You just didn't believe enough. You see my point? Like the vibes are off. Now, there's actually something else that I noticed about the quiz while I was taking it to research for this episode. As I continued to fill it out, the time it would take for me to lose 40 pounds, according to them, would always decrease no matter the answer I gave. And this happened even after I said I had absolutely no plan to exercise. And again, something about that doesn't sit right with me. If we're going to be honest about weight loss, then we need to be honest about how long it lasts. It would be extremely difficult and sometimes even dangerous for someone to lose 40 pounds in two to three months without exercise. And so to literally have that on the app was absolutely baffling to me. Of course, there isn't anything inherently wrong with Noom compared to other diet apps. It works for some people and for others it didn't, but their marketing seems just a bit disingenuous. Like this is a dieting app, regardless of what they're trying to sell it as. If it counts calories like a diet app and labels foods like a diet app, then it's probably a diet app. Call it what it is. It doesn't help that almost all of their scientific research seems to follow the diet app standard too. Because bad habits, they are really hard to change. So at Noom, we've cracked the code. We combine artificial intelligence and human coaches to produce powerful and scalable behavior change courses. So what the user sees. On the front end, the user receives- Now, I will always give a company credit where credit is due, and to Noom's credit, they actually do a lot of research. They don't lie to you about that, but what is the quality of the research? How good is it? After all, diet products have a roughly 5% efficacy rate, yet all of them claim to be the best. In reality, most diets fail, and as we've already established, despite their best efforts to hide it, Noom is still a diet app. Regardless, Noom is so confident with their product that they even offer a lose weight guarantee. If you take a quick glance at their research, you can understand why. In a medical review that was published in the scientific reports journal, 36,000 Noom users participated in the study. In under one year, 31% of users lost more than 5% of their body weight and 24% of users lost 10% of their body weight. And all in all, that actually sounds like really good numbers. In fact, over 77% of participants ended up losing weight while using the app, but that's one study and by no means is it a perfect one either. The people who were followed for over six months didn't necessarily keep the weight off, which is again, supposed to be the whole point of the app's approach. This isn't a diet app, it's a lifestyle change. But if that were true, we'd expect to see more people successfully keeping the weight off even after deleting the app, but that's apparently not what happened. And this is really useful and interesting to understand the why factor of this. Like you remember that pesky caloric limit? Well, it can actually have a huge impact on your ability to maintain weight loss. If you're suddenly restricting your calorie intake to 1200 calories, then you actually run the risk of slowing down your metabolism. In fact, studies have shown that low calorie diets decrease the number of calories your body burns by as much as 23%. And this happens even after you stop the diet. This is actually one of the many reasons why more than 80% of people regain their weight after they go off of a diet. So while it is wonderful that Noom does actually have some scientific proof that their app helps people lose weight, it's still incredibly likely that this is not a lifelong like changeable event and that their study parameters could definitely use some expanding to prove their theory that they're actually a lifestyle change and not simply a diet. I would really appreciate that because that would actually be a major difference compared to many other, if not almost all of the dieting apps, programs, pills, whatever the hell's out there. In a Bustle article, multiple people have suggested that the app is simply unusable. Some have said that they have downloaded and re-downloaded the app multiple times before they eventually plateau thanks to the diet that became increasingly difficult to live with. There is also their psychological approach, which seems to be lacking quite a bit. And once again, I will give credit where credit is due. They do actually have psychologists and psychiatrists on the team to address the scientific and psychological aspects of their app. But that doesn't mean that all of it is great. One lesson people receive is called Tame Your Inner Elephant, which is quite a title. Now, this is meant to signify your impulsive, irrational, and emotional side that may have you doing some things like eating chips for dinner or skipping going to the gym. But for some researchers and physicians like clinical psychologist, Lauren Molheim, the elephant isn't irrationality, it's survival. She says, quote, Noom claims that you can just change your thoughts. You'll be able to resist the urge to eat certain foods, but that doesn't acknowledge how human biology works. We're not supposed to try to override our hunger drive. That's the major nuance that Noom is missing. Multiple people within the field of psychology have come out to say that Noom misuses psychological concepts. And one even points out that one of the founders, Artem Petakov, claims to be an expert psychologist, but has allegedly only taken a class on decision-making and behavioral economy. Now, I can't say this is 100% true, but that is an accusation that's been floating around. And if it is true, that's huge and not in a good way. And again, if this is true, then that puts a pretty big damper on the whole approach of the business. Again, they do present research on some psychological implications of their app, but a lot of it seems to be funded by them. So you really have to take it with a grain of salt. Again, do the research on the research. That's all I'm saying is if a bunch of studies are primarily funded by the company, they have limited models, limited modalities, limited ways they've done the study, and they don't follow up on the big picture on what like the actual goal is, then there might be a little bit of marketing involved in that research too. And while there are certainly concerns about how the app works for people and the overall results that are promised, that's not the only issue that they have to worry about. As it turns out, there's a little bit more going on. Like any diet app, Noom can work for some and not work for others. So the ability to sign up for a trial to try it out for yourself before you cancel it and move on to another option is vital. And thankfully, Noom does offer such a thing. Unfortunately, they don't have the best track record with the canceling part of the trial offer. In May, 2020, Noom users filed a class action lawsuit against the company claiming that it failed to disclose the true characteristics of its trial period. Users were allegedly unaware of their automatic enrollment policy and were apparently left in the dark about the steps they needed to take to cancel the 14 day trial. According to Noom subscribers, the company had engaged in unlawful auto renewals and their rules for canceling were incredibly inconvenient. Instead of simply canceling through the app, like most common sense approaches to trials, users were instead expected to cancel their subscription through their virtual coach. And that was something that they claimed they were never actually made aware of. In turn, a variety of customers wound up paying for eight months of the service in one massive lump sum payment. And that was of course, non-refundable. This unfortunately has become such a common practice among companies that the FTC has had to step in and announce that they were rolling out new enforcement policies to stop businesses from engaging in what they call dark patterns. And while that sounds very ominous and scary, it's just otherwise known as tricking their customers into signing up for subscription services under the promise that they can easily cancel when in reality, they can't do that. To stop this from happening, the FTC now requires that all businesses must specifically outline their policies, obtain informed consent, and provide a simple and easy way for their customers to cancel. They can still be a little broad. I mean, anyone under the age of 40 seems to objectively hate talking on the phone. So while calling may seem like a simple way to cancel, to others, it's probably abnormally crippling. And be honest, how many things are you still paying because you would have to call to cancel them? Regardless, the FTC director of consumer protection announced that enforcement policy statement makes clear that tricking consumers into signing up for subscription programs or tapping them when they try to cancel is against the law. Firms that deploy dark patterns and other dirty tricks should take notice. Something about telling companies to take notice just feels particularly sassy. And I do appreciate that because that's normally not the case, but Noom didn't really seem to get the memo in time. So in 2022, they agreed to a $62 million settlement in the class action lawsuit. In response to their supposedly incredibly controversial risk-free trials, they agreed to pay $56 million in cash and they offered $6 million in subscription credits to the people who were affected. As per usual, they didn't admit to any wrongdoing and claimed that their disclosures complied with the law. Either way, at least some customers would get their hard-earned money back from the diet app that they never intended to pay for in the first place. But unfortunately for Noom, this isn't the only lawsuit that they've had to deal with recently when it comes to deceptive practices. In 2022, a fitness instructor who goes by the name Candace Harmony sued the company for allegedly using her photos for a promotional Facebook ad without her permission. The Noom ad showed the picture of Candace along with a caption that read, "'I was pushing a size 16. Now, a year later, I'm around a size 10. Noom's secret, brain power, not willpower. And here we go again with the we change your mind rhetoric. Beyond the interesting marketing copy for the ad, Candace and her lawyers were stumped at how the company got her picture in the first place. That quote about the size 16 was also not from her. And she only found out about the ad after multiple followers reached out to her to say that they were trying Noom solely based on her apparent endorsement. According to Candace, Noom did take the ad down when she requested it, but she was still suing under Alabama's Right to Privacy Act, stating that they knowingly profited off false quotes and the unauthorized use of her identity. And since this is such a new lawsuit, there is no current update as of now, but it may be the least of their problems as Noom seems to be joining the ever-growing list of companies that are going through round after round after round of layoffs. And before we go ahead to talk about what Noom is doing with all of this supposed money that they made, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. And uh, today is sponsored by me, more specifically the merch shop, multilevelmerch.shop. If you didn't know we had a merch shop, we do. There you go, there it is. Links always are in the description box. And for the month of April, we released a limited edition natural line with the cute little quote saying that arsenic is natural. And just remember that natural is an unregulated word. If you'd like to check it out in the shop multilevelmarch.shop and 50% of all profits are going to go towards the Rainforest Alliance as a donation. Spring is a time of growth and transformation and Dipsy is here to help you explore the sensual side of this season of renewal. With Dipsy's sexy audio stories, you can indulge in your blooming desires, newfound passions and the thrill of taking risks. Dipsy is the app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. New content is released every single week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And one of my favorite parts about Dipsy is that they have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. And the sleep stories are awesome. I am out here just bonking out in a couple minutes and it is incredible, love it. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to DipsyStories.com MLM. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A-Stories.com MLM. DipsyStories.com MLM. In 20 years, you have a multi-billion dollar company, possibly an IPO that could make it 10 billion US dollars. Do you pinch yourself? Yes, I feel sometimes a little surreal, but I feel like definitely very lucky we are, where we are at, and also the opportunity that In 2021, us. Noom was valued at an astonishing $3.7 billion. They have seen massive growth since their original debut, and much of that is thanks to their presence of coaches. With Noom, people do not have to do weight loss on their own. They're given a health professional who can push them towards a healthier lifestyle with the convenience of live chats. On their website, they promote this feature by saying, our coaches guide users through the ups and downs of the weight loss journey with empathy and compassion. They help users better understand themselves through personalized action plans that are based on their individual goals, preferences, and lifestyle. So suffice it to say, the coaches were a key aspect to their success. That is until 2022. Despite a projected IPO with $10 billion as the valuation, the company announced that it would be laying off 500 people, nearly 10% of its staff. And who did those layoffs impact the most? That's right, the coaches. Despite the fact that 500 people lost their job and Noom had nearly half the number of coaches they had, they sold this off as a good thing. This was meant as a way to restructure the company so they could continue growing over the long-term. Ironically, this came at the exact same time that the CFO left Noom. However, they claim they were unrelated announcements, but okay, it just seems a little suspicious. That's all I'm saying. Years before all of this actually went down, becoming a Noom coach was the dream job for many applicants. One who wrote an op-ed for the Business Insider described the long process to finally get hired. After interviewing for a part-time position, it took her nearly a year before she was hired. According to her, It seemed like Noom was actively hiring directly to the waitlist, so they had a pool of candidates ready. And this whole process sounds insane to me. Luckily, this person wasn't desperate for the job, but could you imagine for the folks that are? You get all excited to apply to a new place. You even get an interview. You go through mock coaching tests, and you're told that you've then been waitlisted for a position with no guaranteed job in sight. It just seems a bit cruel to me, but maybe I'm the one who's not understanding here. I don't know, just maybe wait until you have an actual spot open on a team before posting the job ad. I, I just, I don't know, I would never do that. I just It doesn't make sense to me, but apparently it made sense to them for some reason. But they finally did get the job and become a coach, so yay. But after they began their work and crafted relationships with over 200 clients, everything suddenly changed. They were given a raise and then a month later they received an email for a mandatory meeting. So I think we all know where this is going. Very suddenly, they announced that they needed a certain number of coaches to leave so they could hit their metrics. They even asked for volunteers. Now, some took it, but others were laid off against their will. And again, this is just one month after giving out raises. Just this year in January, they actually did another round of layoffs, making it the third round of layoffs. This time, they claimed that it was due to the economic headwinds that were impacting businesses across industries. Maybe if they didn't have to settle a lawsuit for $62 million, They would have actually had enough money to keep the employees who waited up to a year to even get a part-time job working with them. But that's just a crazy little thought here. And truthfully, I have no way of knowing the real reason behind their sudden purge of employees. In the grand scheme of things, Noom is nowhere near the worst of the worst companies we've ever covered. Their marketing definitely could use some reworking. They could probably do a better job on how they run their trials. And the layoffs, unfortunately, are becoming more and more commonplace. Still. There's something to be said about a diet company that refuses to admit what it is and seems to downright ignore any criticism they get from people who beg them to be honest about the product they're actually selling. We'll see what Noom comes up with in the future, but for now, it's safe to say that there's probably more to come. If you're someone who does have a difficult relationship with food, I wouldn't necessarily recommend Noom personally. And as always, doctors and nutrition experts are a better place to turn, Though with the expense of healthcare and everything, I I understand that's a whole other issue and may not be possible for a lot of folks. But that is where we're ending today's episode, all about Noom. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. I do appreciate you spending some of your time here with me today. I know you could be doing a million and a half things in the world, so I appreciate that you spent a little bit here with me. Thank you as always, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.